Good morning, listeners, and welcome to the BAD Podcast, brought to you by Bobby Pereira, Nick Alvarez, and Dan Ryan. Today, we will be discussing the current Medicare system and the desperate need for reform. We will explore and critique the current Medicare structure and how it has become an outdated system that cannot be sustained without reform. We have two experts in the healthcare industry that will be joining us to give their professional thoughts about this issue. As we know, Medicare is a government program that provides health care coverage to the elderly aged 65 or older who have worked and paid taxes for at least 10 years and also the disabled. It is a four-part structure that is financed primarily by payroll taxes on workers, premiums paid by the beneficiaries, and the federal budget. Medicare costs are very small for beneficiaries, and without it, millions of elderly and disabled people would be without health care. So what's wrong with Medicare? For many years, the cost of treating each individual Medicare beneficiary has been growing faster than our GDP. According to the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, healthcare spending is projected to grow 1.2 percentage points faster than the GDP per year over the 2016 to 2025 period. As a result, the health share of GDP is expected to rise from 17.8% in 2015 to 19.9% by 2025. Here is Fred Dunlap, the former CEO of XL Health and someone who's been in the healthcare industry for more than 30 years, to talk about the growth rate of Medicare compared to our country's GDP and some reasons as to why Medicare costs have been exponentially increasing. Healthcare, you know, and inflation generally is um, our Fed. Our Federal Reserve wants to keep inflation around two percent annually. They think that's you know a, a reasonable amount that you know is not going to hurt the economy. Healthcare inflation had run anywhere from six to twelve percent. So, it, which is you know gets to how you know how does healthcare become a you know eighteen percent of GDP? It's because it was the growth rate was accelerating. So. So the government got got together and said, you know, we need to come up with some way to limit the costs because costs are, you know, there's no conscience on doctors, hospitals um, from prescribing more than is necessary. Um, there's all kinds of fraud potential and things like that where you'd have people, you know, acting as if they're doctors, sending in bills to Medicare. Medicare, frankly, was just dumb and stupid. And- there are many alarming issues dealing with the overall costs to our nation. It's clear that the spending must go down in some way, but we think if the program were to be running smoothly, the increasing costs are something the country should find a way to absorb. However, the current Medicare system, which is aimed at providing wide access and high-quality care to its beneficiaries, doesn't do its job very well. The point is that this extremely costly nationwide program isn't functioning as it was meant to be. So the costs outweigh the benefit. There are many problems and complications associated with Medicare as is. And Dr. Karen Dang, who is board certified in internal medicine and pediatrics, sees patients of all ages and highlights the biggest problems dealing with Medicare in her work practices. She alludes to there being a large access problem within Medicare and first focuses on Part D, which is designed to help beneficiaries cover the costs of prescription drugs. A lot of people basically like hit the there's like a max and once you hit the max then you have to pay for all your drugs out of pocket and a lot of you know decent amount of people hit that max and it's called a donut hole so then they get stuck like some people don't even they won't even get the meds they just won't take them because they can't afford them so it's hard for the doctors because then you know you're we're trying to control like chronic problems that they have and if they're not taking their meds we can't do that 
In addition, Dr. Karendang also touches on how people covered by Medicare don't even understand it fully, which contributes to the access problem. I definitely think there, that it needs to be reformed. It's so complicated, and that's part of the problem that, you know, a lot of people who are in the healthcare industry can hardly understand it, let alone the patients, you know, that they're just thinking they need to go to the doctor or be in the hospital and... Um, they they really need, many people need, like, someone to explain to them what their coverage is. And lastly, by talking about all of the regulations that she, as a doctor, has to deal with, she explains how it leads to slow, inefficient, and not full health care coverage to people in the doctor's office. Uh, it's made it a headache, <laughs> truly. <laughs> because there's so many regulations and there's so many constant, like, constant regulations of you have to do this, you have to do that, and... Um, it makes our daily work, which should be seeing the patients and taking care of the patients, it takes so much away from that because it's all about documentation and charting and electronic medical records. It's been a nightmare. These problems of accessibility within Medicare are compounded by the baby boomer generation set to retire, meaning that the Medicare beneficiary population is growing faster than the working population. Between 1991 and 2016, Medicare spending per enrollee has grown at an average annual rate of 5%, and with the growing number of enrollees, the money funding Medicare is steadily decreasing. It is obvious that Medicare needs structural reform, and if there's nothing done, there could be some potential huge negative consequences. Here's Fred Dunlap's opinion on what he thinks will happen if there's nothing done to the current Medicare structure. I don't think, no matter how badly Medicare needs to be reformed, um, I don't see it happening uh, proactively. I see it only happening in the form of a crisis, and I think that if, if there is not reform, to, to, to be direct to your question, if there's not reform in Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, each of which are political lightning rods with, um, you know, with citizens and voters, um, you're going to have a burgeoning debt level. Your $20 trillion is going to grow immeasurably, um, and eventually your generation is going to be saddled with this problem. And there'll be politicians of your generation that'll have to make the hard decisions and the unpopular decisions. Um, but between now and then, each of us, you and I, will be paying higher tax rates because there's such lethargy around making the necessary reforms. While there is undoubtedly a need for reform within the Medicare system in order to prevent insolvency, what the reform policy will be is still up for debate. There are many different reform policies that the government can put in place, such as increasing the eligibility age, increasing premium on beneficiaries, and increasing taxes, among many other policy options. Mr. Dunlap goes into great detail about what he believes the best reform option would be, stating that, First of all, increase the age eligibility from 65 to something higher, 70, um, or, or maybe have it continue to go up in relation to the average uh, lifespan of the people, you know, of our people. I mean, we, people live longer, um, uh, they are healthier longer. Um, 65 was a was a stab back back in the 60s and 70s because that was you know people were living to be 71 or two. It was a you know six or seven year kind of proposition of providing health care. What no one ever thought people could live to be 90. Um, and your your generation will live to be 90, 92. Um, and so making making government funded health care available at a later age would take some cost off of Medicare initially. I think secondly, uh, 
private enterprises we talked uh, is has has been effective and successful at providing better care at a cheaper cost. Uh, Medicare Advantage right now is a voluntary choice by senior citizens. I would make it a mandatory ch- choice. Or and or to people that said, you know, uh, I don't want Medicare Advantage. I want my Medicare. Then they pay an additional surcharge for it because, in in essence, it costs more to take care of them under plain old Medicare because there are no governances on uh, tests and unnecessary procedures. So if you do something like that, you 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 know you you get people into a cost-effective environment like Medicare Advantage that would curb the the cost increases going forward, um, making the age um, age of eligibility later um, would take you know real costs off the system. Uh, and if the, and if the people still need to have the flexibility of staying in old fashioned Medicare, they can do it. But there's going to be a cost associated with it. No- in conclusion. Both our experts and the three of us all agree that if nothing is done to the current Medicare system, the national debt will continue to increase, other government-run programs will suffer, and the state of health care in the United States will not improve. There are many policy options that could be implemented in order to prevent the looming insolvency of Medicare. Of the policy options stated beforehand, we believe the best options for reform would be to increase the eligibility age and increasing premiums for both Part B and Part D. As Mr. Dunlap touched on before, people are living longer than they did back when Medicare was created. Therefore, the eligibility age should be increasing as well. An increase in just two years to age 67 would have a 10-year financial impact of $64 billion. Increasing Part B and Part D premiums so that they can cover up to 35% of the cost would have an even greater 10-year impact of $287 billion. As Dr. Karen Dang talked about previously in the podcast, the biggest problem is seen with accessibility, and a reform to both Part B and Part D will alleviate the accessibility issues plaguing Medicare. The government must do something to lower the spending rate on health care to a comparable rate of GDP growth, as Mr. Dunlap previously touched on. Therefore, Congress must begin a reform policy in place for Medicare soon, or the long-term financial implications will be extremely destructive for the United States economy. Thank you very much to listening to the BAD podcast presented by Bobby Pereira, Nick Alvarez, and Dan Ryan.